Nation. Welcome to another episode of Tuffy Talk here. And we're definitely excited for this one today as we're going to be rolling with Mr. Brian Rosenthal. And you guys might say, who in the heck is Brian Rosenthal? Well, let me tell you, again, a former NC State men's tennis player and obviously still diehard fan as well, still rocking that uh, that new NC State logo on his chest. I don't know, Brian, I'm sure you didn't have any kind of logo like that back in back in your times, right? No, just the block S, you know, pretty standard stuff. As I was alluding to earlier before we came on air, uh, had the diamond logo as well uh, when I was in school in the late 90s. But uh, our yeah. NC State apparel, man, it just it wasn't rocking the Adidas, man. We had just kind of a, a mismatch of like Reebok, Nike at times. But no, it was right. a block S, standard block S. And now, uh, courtesy of the men's tennis team about a year ago, I got one of these. There you uh, go. One of these hoodies. There you yeah, go. I definitely couldn't imagine being, you know – around or like being like fully into nc state like i am now during that nike time because i'm sure that was a weird was confusing good. time of like i liked it man good gear yeah yeah well i mean yeah it was uh it was it was different then i mean we had adidas was for track and field and men's basketball only and then everyone mm. else was kind of on their own in the late 90s early 2000s to identify what they wanted a motto you know only wanted nike he's a florida state guy obviously coached there for so many years leading up right. to coming back to Raleigh and, you know, and, and I think that was, I think, Oh, one, maybe if I have my timeline correct for Amato um, and in the school, excuse me, and the football team was using this off brand, honestly, they had like Nike cleats, but they were using this. I don't remember the name of the brand, but it, it was really disappointing to see when I came I'm like, I never even heard of this brand. And then Amato it was a weird went, logo. Yeah. It was like yeah. an A, right? Like an alpha. Yeah. Was yeah. Bizarre. And Amato brought, you know, all Nike women's basketball with Yao. She had all Nike. So some of the teams got hooked up and some of the teams, uh, you know, didn't look up to par, but yeah, things have changed. Adidas blanketed the school, maybe what, 15 years ago. I can't remember. And, and uh, it's, I think, I think it's a great fit for the university. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, and especially, uh, you know, now, you know, hearing, you know, talks with, uh, you know, about Under Armour and uh, them kind of getting on the struggle bus a little bit here. So, I mean, it really does sound like you're kind of, you know, coming down to really two main and, and I mean, Nike and Adidas. Now, some people say, well, what about Jordan? Well, okay. Jordan, Nike, whatever. So anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, so, so Brian, first of all, again, thank you so much for coming on. You know, I definitely, you know, we'll definitely kind of take a chance to kind of get to know you a little bit, you know, and kind of learn a little bit about your time at, you know, at NC State. But, I mean, I do got to say that we, we've we said multiple times, you know, that men's and women's tennis are, I mean, like if you had to kind of pick, you know, a program at NC State that doesn't get talked about as much as they should, men's and women's tennis, I feel like you'd have a tough argument arguing otherwise. Right there just, with I cross mean, country. Like, yeah, that or cross country. I'd agree with that too. But, but still, it's yeah. just like – like, cause I feel like cross country kind of started to hit their stride like a couple years before, you know, men's and women's tennis, cause women's and women's and men's tennis really kind of hit their stride just a couple years ago, really, you know, where they started to really like kind of hit on the nationals for sure. So I uh, definitely look forward to um, using you to kind of finally shed some light on these programs that definitely deserve it. Um, but, you know, kind of, you know, talk me through Brian. So, you know, kind of did a little bit of research on it and, you know, know that, you know, during your you know youth years, you were, you know, top 10 junior ranking, you know, coming, you know, during your, your younger years and then came to NC State or a three-time All-ACC academic team. But, uh, you know, what kind of uh, took you to State? What w- and what was the kind of the, the road like back then? Like, was it, um, you know, was it still scholarship based? Uh, you know, like were you considering other schools? Like, can I what? What was kind of that overall kind of overall picture for you? 
Yeah, so the path to NC State, definitely different than now. I mean, the international scene, I was talking to Greg, you know, pre-show, a lot a lot tougher now. We'll get into that. Um, comp- much more competitive. The quality of tennis is a lot better now than it was when I played. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I-, I wanted to play in the ACC. I'm from Florida, so um, the SEC nice. back then – was really competitive, really difficult to, to get into. I was top 10 in Florida, as you mentioned, top 50 in the country. So kind of like that in between, you know, four or five star recruit. And if you're in that level, you're probably going to get a decent scholarship to an ACC school. So really had my, my, my eyes on Georgia Tech, Florida State, NC State. Those were like the top three. Then kind of navigating a little bit out of my path would be into the Big Ten, would be Wisconsin and out in the Big 12 at the time, now in the Pac-12, Colorado. So I had a lot of choices. Uh, the, the most comfortable feel was NC State. And I, and I, I asked myself, like, and my parents said, okay, where would you live after college? So you have to think about that. Like when, when you go to a school, when you go on a recruiting trip and you see the surrounding community um, of all these schools that you've been to, where would you want to live? And for me, it was so easy. It was Raleigh. I mean, I've lived in Raleigh, in Raleigh, Durham now, ever since I stepped foot on campus. I haven't left. I haven't, you know, so it's one of those easy decisions. It's also feeling really comfortable about the teammates that you meet on the recruiting trip. Um, the head coach at the time had a really good rapport with him early on, um, on my recruiting trip. And, you know, Leading up to NC State, you know, all the talks about, okay, scholarships, what can we offer you? There, there is a lot of negotiating because in men's tennis, we, we are somewhat crippled by Title IX, and it's great. Title IX, I'm not going to get into the debate of that. But, um, you know, we're on four and a half scholarships, and, and you have probably – yeah, I mean, wow. about – yeah, and Man. there's about, I would say, nine viable players, right? And, and there's probably a team back in the day would carry 11 guys. Nine guys would be in and out of the lineup, whether they're playing singles or doubles. So it was tough. I mean, if you got a 50% scholarship uh, back in the day, uh, that's really good. There are more routes to take to get scholarship money. Like these teams are putting together packages for academics and this and that, that we didn't have. We didn't have those paths. Like they just said, okay, this is it. This is what we can do. We can offer you 47%, 52%, whatever it is. We don't care if you have a 4.0 GPA, unless you have another type of road scholarship that you can add on to it. Uh, I didn't, I was certainly not a good scholar, not, no, no other scholarship offer on the academic side for me. So yeah, I mean, that, that was, that was it. You know, I loved it. I fell in love with Raleigh, North Carolina the day I, uh, arrived on, 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 on Midway Airlines, which is, you know, no longer in existence Ooh. back in the day. Whoa. Remember Midway? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I landed in RDU and uh, ironically, you know, the guy that picked me up at the airport was a senior. Um, and he's a, he's a gentleman that I see nearly every week because we both live in the same area. He's, he, he owns a stringing business that's global. So, you know, we, he strings my rackets. It's pretty, pretty remarkable how, how it all is, you know, 20 something years later, same, same people. Wow. So, so for me, when you were, you know, going through the process, do you, like when you, you named all those schools off, was it, you know, more on the tennis side or the academic side, maybe a little bit of both, like just a little bit about that. And then my other question would be, um, when you were going through that process, were you kind of pitting the amount of scholarship based on, you know, how much you could get, how much vice tuition, like how does all that go into play when you're trying to select? Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts right there. There is. And, you know, it, certainly finances are huge, right? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, my parents definitely were looking at the combination of where you f- feel most comfortable with your education um, and 
where we can do with scholarship money. So I got a large offer from Colorado, but I didn't feel comfortable going that far out West. Um, it just, I, I love the coach there. I still talk to the coach today. Um, he's no longer in Colorado. He's actually uh, a WTA tour women's coach, Scott Davidoff. Oh, and nice. um, it's just, you know, I think, you know, right. Like, and you, you meet with the academic coordinators and you get, you get some good vibes at some places, bad vibes at others. And mm-hmm. when I walked into the NC State academic office, shout out to John Bong and Walter Little, all those guys that are no longer at the university, um, they made you feel really comfortable. You said, okay, what do you want to do? I want to do business management. And okay, well, here are the courses that you have to take. So on the flip side, you go to Georgia Tech. And, and you know, I wasn't a great high school student. And, you know, Georgia Tech has uh, a very huge engineering department, as we do. But Georgia Tech at the time was vastly bigger, vastly more prominent. And their business yeah. school was still very difficult. And, and they made you feel like, OK, you better step it up um, on the academic side. And you're an 18 year old kid. And that scares the living crap out of you. So um, academics played a huge factor, like where you felt most comfortable. Scholarship money, um, you know, it played a, it played a factor. But most importantly was. Where are you going to graduate with a with a the best path to a good GPA, and where do you want sure. to live? So those were the mitigating factors for me. Gotcha. So let me kind of you know because I want to kind of start diving into this a little bit here. So so you know I've seen especially you know now that our, our women's tennis team specifically uh, men's too, but women specifically are really going after kind of the creme de la creme of recruits. Like you know we actually have one right now who I think is either an incoming freshman or is a freshman who's competing, you know, in the WTA or, you know, whatever it is, basically uh, competing, uh, you know, in the semi-pro league, whatever it is. Kind of give me, like, you know, again, I I know some tennis for sure. I mean, I know about Wimbledon for sure. Like, you know, I can name you some of, you know, the most famous tennis players. But kind of, like, talk to me about, like, what is the journey? Like, you know, and then kind of what kind of options are there right now uh, for young tennis players who are, you know, uh, gets, like getting recruited for college, but even two who are even in college, you know, can they compete in, in you know, uh, competitions like this, even while being at, at NC State or wherever? Yeah. So we'll start with Diana Schrader, who you just kind of were, were diving into our, our, yep. our new recruit, the Russian, Russian young lady who was on a massive stage just about eight days ago. She was in the second round of the Australian Open playing Maria Sakkari, who's the number six player in the world and beat, beat her in the first set, lost the match. But she cruised through her first match, Still. and so, yeah, I mean, so she's top. Yeah, I mean, it was a great, great second round, unbelievable. Like, I, so as crazy as it sounds, she hasn't played a match for us yet. So, I mean, I hope, I hope that she does make right. the journey to Raleigh. So, this is this would be you know unprecedented uh, times to see someone at her caliber on the men or women's side compete for NC State. I mean, she's she's going to be ranked top one hundred on this planet. Top 100 in the planet. Like, that's insanity. I mean, for wow. a girl at eight, you know, and playing. She's 18, 19? She's uh, 18. Yeah. 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 I mean, so, Jeez. but, you know, being eight, being 18 and top 100 in the planet is, is kind of normal, as crazy as it sounds, but going to college yeah. is not. You know, right. so, like, the, the, the opportunities are there. Now, I, I can't speak for, you know, what sponsors are coming her way and what she can and cannot do, um, but – what this shows is that um, Simon, head coach um, at, at NC State, the women's tennis mm-hmm. coach, um, his European pipeline is off the charts. He he is finding somehow some of the greatest like greatest recruits from Europe uh, over the last three or four years. I mean, it's amazing, and he's got some great Americans as well. Um, uh, Jada Daniel is a great example of an Auburn transfer yes. who played the last two years for for us, who was mm-hmm. I think 
like ACC female athlete of the year. I mean, that's, that's uncharted waters, right. For any sport. I mean, NCAA, like. And she was, and she was half of, half of the, the duo national champion. Yeah. I mean, now, yeah. Yeah, I actually, yeah. I mean, Nell is a phenomenal player. I played some with Nell um, over Christmas break. She's incredible. I mean, this, the the group won. She she won. She beat. Well, I it was we played doubles though, so I, I'd like to blame my doubles partner, not me. No, <laughs> there you go. There you go. I I, I got to say she she's phenomenal, and all these all these women are phenomenal. You know they're yeah. mm-hmm. they're they're gonna they're gonna some of these women are gonna play pro. I mean Nell already has. She's played um, yep. mixed doubles at Wimbledon. I mean uncharted. I keep saying uncharted waters, but it is for NC State women's tennis. The last four years has been remarkable. And I think, you know, we'll get into men, I'm sure too, but you know, the men had a really great thing going and they still do leading up to the the 2020 COVID year. Um, Mm -hmm. Right before uh, everything was canceled, they beat the defending national champions, uh, the Texas Longhorns. I was there. That was played at a, at the Cary Tennis Park, just to get a larger crowd to enjoy that match. State was, I think at the time, I think we were six or seven and Texas was two or three. So we that, yeah. had a chance to be in the top five, maybe for, had to be first time ever in program history. Um, so we had all of the pieces back from the 19 team. That was good. The 19 team was, was very good, but everyone returned and really, really hyped up 2020 season. That was derailed. I think we were probably the worst victim of, of COVID uh, go figure, mm. you know, you know, something like that happened and, you know, typical, you know, NC state on, on Lucky's, you know, pass, but yeah. So man, I mean, what we're seeing here is so important that, that if you're a tennis fan or just a fan of Wolfpack athletics, you got to come watch these, these, these women and men play. Before we continue on, take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor, Flatlands Jessup Insurance Group that has our whole world covered with agents in five offices throughout Eastern North Carolina to help you decide how much coverage you need offering policies for home and auto recreational vehicles, commercial, crop, health, life, and employee benefits. They are able to combine options to find a comprehensive solution that works for you. Flatlands Jessup protects the things you love so you can spend less time worrying and more time enjoying them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Flatlands Jessup. You can also visit their webpage at www.flatlandsjessup.com. So please make sure to go and check them out. Well, and so let me ask you too, you know, and sorry, Ray, I'll, I'll let you jump in, no, but just real quick, um, you know, you, you'd mentioned like, you know, how it's kind of uncharted waters for, you know, somebody, you know, of, uh, you know, the, the, that women's tennis players caliber to come to college. I mean, would you say, cause I mean, you know, you, you, you kind of hear that and you think I automatically think about, you know, men's basketball, how like, you know, like now with the junior route, the prep academy route, you know, it's, it's very common that, you know, somebody can commit, but still, you know, might not, might not ever come. So, I mean, would you say that, like, if you were a betting man, more than likely that, you know, we, we may not see her on campus or, I mean, like, like what, what would be kind of your thoughts on that and kind of, you know, like how much, how much decision goes into that? Cause I mean, especially now with NIL, I mean, does NIL, is NIL a factor with men's and women's tennis programs in college? It is not on the scale of other sports, obviously. Um, I am a betting man. So, um, I would, uh, I would probably, you know, I don't want to sound negative. I, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee, I don't foresee it happening. Um, yeah. and I don't want to sound negative and I want, I want it to happen really badly, but I don't know how yeah. any player in the sport of tennis comes to play college after reaching the second round of a, of a slam. I mean, mm-hmm. the money, if you're, if you're 
getting to a second round of a slam, you're making really good money. Like, yeah, I, I had, I had read, a, I was reading about it. Like, if she had won that match, she would have made the money round, and then she would have had to then, then decide, you know, at, at that moment she was going to go pro and take that money or stay amateur. From what the article said, is that is that a true statement? I don't think it's true. No, I think I think you. Okay. So you can use a lot of it for expenses. So like, let's say, you know, the payday was $80,000. You can write off coaching expenses. You can write off lodging meal, like all these things. But yeah, I mean, then you have to, I guess, forfeit, I think forfeit the rest. There's so many different caveats these days. Gotcha. Um, back when I played, like you couldn't take any money if you wanted to play college sports. And so I think there are so many rules around it. Um, now that, you know, we have so many different opportunities for these athletes to make money uh, while they're on campus, which I think is great. So yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to go into uh, something I really don't have the knowledge of. But I, no, I just, I, I just don't think. Why? But I just don't think she would play. I really don't. I mean, I, I, I hope she does because I want to see her play here and I want to see her just. I mean, we're all selfish, everybody. right? Yeah, I mean, it's a little <laughs> selfish, you know, to want her to come here. And uh, but here on the flip side, the positives for her um, coming to NC State, coming to any school, right? Um, you're going to get. Uh, you're going to get your strength and conditioning at no charge, right? You, you're you're going to get you're going to get your physio at no charge, your sports medicine, right? Um, you're going to hit with an abundance amount of players that are really good, and it's not easy all the time to find a built-in hitting partners. You know, if you're traveling Europe and you know you're in you know Russia or you're in Poland, no matter where you are, I mean, it's not impossible. But this is built in, like a built-in system. It's That's all free point. of charge. Yeah, yeah, that's so, a really interesting point. Yeah, I just, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know how, how or why, you know, someone would come and, but everyone's circumstances are different. I don't know Diana's circumstances. I don't right. know what she has in yeah. her life. I don't know if there's been sponsor money coming in or off deals on, you know, hey, we love what you're doing. We, you know, we're going to give you this. Don't know. Um, I, I know that most people would probably choose the the pro path, knowing that. If you're making, like I said, if you're making second rounds of Grand Slams, you're really, you're really, really good. You are the, you're, you're top hundred on this planet, and that means you, if you're top hundred on the men or women's side, you're probably going to be able to earn a legitimate living. Hey, if she has a dad like, uh, like uh, uh, Serena and Venus, Venus's dad and King Richard, then I mean, you know, then I'm sure they're going to be pushing more of, uh, you know, prep, prepping for for life after for for life after sports, right? But you know, it's it's only wishful thinking here. But uh, yeah, and because I'm assuming too, there's no rule in terms of like you have to stay in college for a certain amount of years or something like that. Am I correct? Yeah. There are no rules. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah. she can, I mean, the WTA tour will take her if she played two matches against Duke and Georgia tech, they could care <laughs> less, right. And just okay. random matches. And then, yeah. then she's on the tour. Um, I think, yeah. you know, the, 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 the big, the big problem is I think for any uh, tour player is how do you juggle the college schedule, which is in the right in the teeth of the tour. I mean, you got major mm. tournaments in March and April. Uh, leading mm. up to the next two Grand Slams in the in the summer, you have to really compete. Like playing against Campbell, followed up by Virginia Tech, not the same as playing getting prep. You know, on the tour, it's just not. I mean, right. it's you know, yeah, what, right. I, I, using yeah. Campbell, yeah, using these two schools. Not even Campbell's probably not on the schedule. I'm just saying that, like, right. you know, just you, there's so many different factors. I'm I don't know the answer, and I'm we're gonna mm. know soon though. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, one other thing which I wanted to ask too, kind of in this first part, which has been kind of, let's get to know the tennis world a little bit here. But, uh, you know, I know from, you know, from what I've seen NC State, from following NC State, but also too, like, you know, my wife goes to South Carolina, who obviously has a, you know, really good tennis program as well. Um, But like in professional tennis, you obviously have, you know, normal tennis courts that we all know and see but we also have dirt as well uh do you have those options in college as well or do you predominantly not see dirt courts Link, in college? Uh, dirt clay man clay clay <laughs> yeah. i'm sorry man clay brother come I'm sorry, on man, man. i'm dirt. sorry earth earth yeah. courts yeah dirt. earth courts <laughs> the uh the serious players do call it dirt sometimes so i think later uh, i'm out now serious tennis player he's a serious tennis player <laughs> Uh, yeah, but the traditional Late, you're not a serious tennis player, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Just in my head. Um, yeah, there, there. I think there's one clay court tournament in, and it's actually surprisingly, uh, you may find this interesting. It's in Sarasota, Florida, and it's hosted by uh, Dick Vitale. Um, Dick Vitale is a huge tennis fan. He has three grandchildren playing at Duke. He's had his daughters play at Notre Dame and at his country club in Sarasota. It's all, you know, it's, it's a, it's a major clay court event. So he's uh, got Vitale, his own country club. Well, no, he doesn't. It's, it's where he's a member. It's where he's oh, okay. A okay. I was like, whoa, whoa. All right. Now, so he get, he, but he hosts the event yes. like at his house, the, um, you know, the, the dinner before yeah. he's, He's, he's a very, I've interviewed him in a podcast. He's a phenomenal guy and he That's loves awesome. tennis. He loves tennis. Um, so anyways, long story short, uh, Layden, uh, you want to play, if you're coming to play clay court tennis in college, then you're not in the right industry because, uh, it's, it's kind of like a one and done in November. I don't think there are many other clay court events. What about grass? Yeah. Anything in grass for, for college or? It's either clay nope. or, or hardcore. It's, 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 it's like 99% hard and 1% clay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. That makes, that makes sense. And so I do got to ask you though. So when you did interview Dick Vitale, how much did you talk about Jimmy V or did you talk about a lot? So I, um, you know, when I talked to Vitale, I I talked to his guy that does all his handling, Howie Schwab. If you remember stump the Schwab on Mm -hmm. ESPN, like 15 years ago, Howie's a great guy. Um, Vitale made it very clear. He's like just tennis, like even Jimmy V like, you know, he knew I went to NC state and you know, it's like, when you bring on a guy like that, um, they he, he's only talking college hoops to obviously on his network or much bigger outlets than me. So it's tennis. Stick to what you know. Stick to tennis. Get him excited. Talk about college tennis because, like I said, he's got three grandkids in college. He's got his two daughters that are Notre Dame alumni that are a few years older than me. So we didn't really bring up Jimmy V at all. And I, as crazy as it sounds, it just wasn't in my notes to do it. And um, I let it just let it go. I understand. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's probably even probably still, uh, you know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, him, him, him and uh, Coach K were both very, very close to him, which is why I, I always say, like, you know, like even though Duke is, you know, always going to be, you know, a rival for NC State for sure. And as much as, you know, I want to beat Duke, I mean, I can never – have anything but you know respect for coach k for how much you know he did with uh with jimmy b you know no matter no matter how much people want to call him rat face i'm like hey listen you know he 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 did a lot with jimmy v and i always got to appreciate it. now i mean he, he's always been a huge proponent of the jimmy v foundation you know again I mean, he literally gave away what was it four tickets for his final game at, at duke uh and and yeah. basically to raise money for the jimmy v foundation i think it was like a million dollars it's crazy so he's a very yeah. charitable guy. Have you guys ever been to Cameron to watch Duke play state? 
I haven't seen that. Nope. Yeah. Okay, so that Go will ahead. change your perspective on on if you if you're on the like, do I like Duke? I mean, do I hate them? Do I dislike them? You will hate them more than you will hate Carolina. Like they they are obnoxious to state to state alumni. They, they, I mean, I've been to about three or four games uh, in my lifetime with State Duke, and it, it's it's bad. I mean, it's bad. And we've been le- leading at the half every time. And how many times did we win? Zip. Well, just just that. Brutal. Well, that. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know if, for the games you're re- referencing, but I mean, we we yeah. only won there once in a long yeah. time, and that that one doesn't yeah. even count anymore. We technically forfeited. That's okay. It, so. That's okay. Yeah. We'll forfeit all yeah. the few wins but we had this season. Just want to throw that out. They're not the nicest yeah. people over in Durham when uh you know when they're <laughs> chanting "Big High School" to NC State alumni and and their players. So hmm. um, just want to throw that out. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, and and I've it, it's definitely. It was, it's funny. It was honestly something which I said, I'm honestly going to wait until Coach K retires to go just because I, I mean, you knew that, you know, with the, gl- the, the glaring, you know, thoughts of, okay, Jim, like, you know, like, like Coach K could do a Roy Williams and just all of a sudden say, I'm retired. I'm done. Like, you know, walk away. So you knew every single game that he had Cameron Doyle was going to be like, shove people in and see how many can see it so uh you know but anyway definitely a bucket list there but uh so brian first of all again uh you know i think we'll kind of pause there because i definitely want to kind of start to talk about you know simon urshaw start talking a little bit more about kyle spencer talk about men's here so we'll kind of just take a pause right there we'll pick it up in part two here but uh first of all for our followers here brian uh how can you kind of mention that the, you know that you would interviewed uh, Dick Vitale and, you know, podcast, you know, is there a way that state fans can check out some of your content or, or, you know, follow you? Like, you know, what, what would be the best way to do that? Yeah. So on Twitter at Rosenthal razor, you know, that's a Twitter handle I developed for a company called beer life sports. I've been podcasting for them for nearly three years, uh, primarily in the fantasy sports space and gambling space, do a lot, you know, a lot with the Visa network. I interview a lot of those guys. That's the largest, you know, uh, gambling podcasting network in, in the country. Um, the, the Dick Vitale interview, it should be on YouTube. You search my name, Brian Rosenthal, and type in Dick Vitale, probably come up. It was about a 20-minute uh, interview in, uh, I think it was the spring of 21. So we're approaching close to two years ago since I did that right here in my home office. So yeah, I mean, that, that's the way to, to look up my stuff and uh, love to interact on Twitter. You know, I'm new to Twitter. I, I've only been on me, maybe for less than a year. So I've had a great time. A lot of it, a lot of the stuff I've done with interaction has been primarily on Facebook. So uh, getting on Twitter has been, uh, been good for, uh, you know, again, meeting folks like you. And then of course, a lot of, a lot of great podcasters as well. Love it. Awesome. Well, definitely again for us, Wolfpack Nation, if you haven't already, again, make sure just to do us a huge favor, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, which is free to do. And to make sure that you're notified on all your devices whenever we release any new NC State content. And also too, if you enjoyed this interview as well, want more of it, uh, if you wouldn't mind giving us uh, a, a like, uh, you know, turn the like button again, another free thing to do and really help support us as well. And also too, if you haven't already, follow us at Tuffy Talk now on Twitter or Instagram. And uh, we look forward to interacting with you there. But with that being said, we'll see y'all for part two is again we start to dive more and more into the men's and women's tennis programs and we'll see y'all then as always go pack y'all